0: I think one of the most important facets of imposter syndrome, and this might be controversial, you're always good enough to start, but you're not always talented enough to
1: start from somewhere else on the map. Comparison is not a bad thing. It only becomes a bad thing when you're only comparing to The Rock or you're only comparing to. You know, Again, it comes down to the tennis analogy. If I play Serena Williams, I'm going to get crushed and think I suck at tennis. Welcome to Next
0: Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS
1: approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest. To help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth.
0: Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University.
2: I've gone out of my way at work to get better um, every day, but still feel like I have imposter syndrome. How can I rewire this thought to one that's more positive? I would take yourself,
0: let's do a little exercise. Let's do a little visualization. I would close your eyes and I would imagine yourself walking into your job for the first time. And all of the questions that you asked yourself that now probably seem pretty silly for me. How do you, how do I set up this microphone? Like what is an XLR cable? What is a mixer? What is StreamYard? I don't even know what StreamYard is. How do you start a podcast? How do you get it on Apple? How do you get it on Spotify? right? The questions that I get pretty often, you probably went in there and you probably said, what is that? Who is that? What happens if I do this? What happens when I do that? And now those things are probably pretty easily answerable for you. I just think you've probably lost perspective and the law of familiarity has crept in. And if you pair the law of familiarity with the lack of belief, you're always going to feel like you're in quicksand. So get perspective and ask yourself those questions. When I first started here, how many of the things that I thought were nearly
1: impossible do I do every day without even thinking about it? Fire. I have a client who is 165 days straight at sending me what's called self-confidence evidence. Self-worth evidence. And this person, once a day, every single day, is supposed to write down three pieces of evidence as to why she's valuable. And she sends it to me every single day. And it can be something as simple as I, I didn't eat that donut earlier when I said I wouldn't because I'm fasting today, or I did show up on time for our podcast, which I didn't. Sorry about that. that It can be anything, any sort of virtue that you have. I went to the gym today. It can be, this is the thing that I think is fascinating The person who asked this question, you're not looking at all of the good that you're doing and you're probably allowing other people not seeing the good or praising you for it to affect you. And I think there's probably some truth to you having a self-worth challenge in general. So I think that you should do the self-evidence. I think you should have a journaling habit where you say, I'm going to force myself every single day to write down three reasons why I'm valuable. Three reasons why I'm a great mother or a great wife or a great husband or a great father or a great business partner or a great intimate partner, whatever it is. Three reasons why you're great. And I know that sounds taboo because we're not supposed to talk about our own virtues, but it bothers me because if you don't value the fact that you go to the gym every day, then what are the chances you're going to stick with it? If we're gonna feel bad about the things that we don't do or the bad things we do, then we need to feel really good about the good things. And I think that's important.
2: How can I turn hard feedback into something empowering?
1: Realize that hard feedback, is it hard? First, you have to understand the type of feedback. Is it hard feedback that is based on someone else's insecurity? that isn't true or is it hard feedback because it's true? So that's the two types of feedback. In my opinion, some feedback is really harsh because it's not true. I had one person lash out at me who said I was a terrible friend and I don't think it's true at all. I've done nothing but try to help this person. And so that was really painful. I cried and I told them uh, that how much that hurt. But then there's other feedback that hurts because it's true and you have to determine one or the other. If you determine that it is feedback that is true, you're going to want to reflect on that and contemplate, okay, what part of that is true? What part of that am I okay with? And then what part of that do I want to improve? What can I improve from here? So, for example, Emilia asked me after our relationship talks on Saturday, she said, what's constructive feedback? We always do that. Constructive feedback, constructive feedback. And I said, this isn't just now, but I have noticed it. You say, um, a lot as a filler word in your speaking and i think your communication would come up if you worked on that and i said at sweetheart i'm speaking from experience at one point we had an um jar where i had to put dollars in the um jar so and now i have a bunch of other filler words basically literally genuinely you probably hear them all the time like and we're working on it but that's feedback that i think is constructive and it's up to her what she wants to do with that
0: I think some pieces of feedback you can change so you don't get those pieces of feedback again. And that's empowering. So very similar to what Alan said. I've told the story before about uh, I was at a party and two girls made fun of me because I was short. Am I short? Yes, I am statistically below the average height of an American man. Awesome, cool. Is that changeable? Not unless I'm willing to go through some pretty extensive surgeries and that just (laughs) isn't in the cards for me. So (laughs) feedback that isn't changeable. It is an opportunity to actually get right with that. It's that's empowering. It's empowering for somebody to call you out on your biggest insecurity. And then for you to say, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's true. Yep. That is true. I, maybe I'm too short for you is what it is that that for me has been a game changer. Alan and I, one of the reasons I know our business is growing at the rate it is, is because I just let Alan do the things he should be doing. I just let him do the things he should be doing. I let him lead where he should be leading. Is that difficult feedback for Alan to say, hey, I know better when it comes to this. At times it can be, but what if that's going to help me succeed? That's empowering. And there's also empowerment in showing true humility. There's something empowering about saying, you know what? yeah you're right. I I do say like or um too much. Amy said that to us. Hey, there's been a lot of filler words lately. you guys keep going over on time. <laughs> Amy, you're right. yep that is true we we have been doing that. thank you for that. This is how we'll improve. And then there's other things that are changeable Very okay, the like and um yeah, we can change it. Let's talk about it. Let's get the feedback. Let's deal with a little bit of pain or discomfort or embarrassment or whatever it may be. And then let's formulate a plan to make it as constructive as humanly possible. If you're getting feedback about a mistake or about an improvement point or communication or the way you're making somebody feel, then you can change that and you don't have to hear that again. If it's something that's concrete, that's something you're going to have to get right with eventually. And the sooner you get right with it, the easier everything's going to be.
2: Is there a relationship between imposter syndrome and being in the anxiety zone and burnout?
0: Ooh, what a great question. I would say if you constantly feel like you're living as an imposter, you are probably constantly in the anxiety zone. I would say there is a direct correlation because if you feel like you're not... Up to standard, if you feel like you're going to get found out, if you feel like you're not valuable, if you feel like you don't belong, you're not going to feel safe. And when you don't feel safe, that is going to put you in the anxiety zone. And if you're in the anxiety zone long enough, you're probably going to burn out. I think one of the most important facets of imposter syndrome, and this might be controversial, you're always good enough to start but you're not always talented enough to start from somewhere else on the map. Right now, anybody out there, you can start a podcast. Any one of you. I don't I don't need to know who you are or what you want to talk about. You can start a podcast. Can you start a podcast with seven episodes a week and a 14-person global team? No. No, you can't, but that's okay. You shouldn't. So, again, if if you want to start something and you feel like an imposter, that's just you lying to yourself. If you want to start something that's way beyond your current capabilities, that's probably, probably honestly keeping you safe. But yes, to go back to the original question, yes, if you are constantly doubting yourself, you will get into the anxiety zone pretty quickly and you'll have to find comfort pretty quickly as well and then figure out where your learning zone is.
2: Hi everyone, I just wanted to take a moment and discuss my experience with Your World Within Live and encourage you all to go to Next Level Live that is coming up next month. I definitely was scared out of my mind. It was the first time meeting just about everybody there. And I had only been coaching with Kevin and only I had met him virtually. Um, I ended up staying with another member of the Next Level Nation and just, it really propelled my experience forward and has really given me the growth opportunities and the abilities to be where I am today. It's also opened the doors for me to be on the Next Level University team and I just really can't say enough about these full immersion experiences, so I encourage you to buy your ticket for Next Level Live. I can't wait to see all of your guys' feedback and Watch all of you guys experience what I got to experience a couple of years ago. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Uh, the only thing I, that was well said. The only thing that I have to add to that is when you are not feeling safe or you're constantly in the fear of being found out or any of that, you're run by fear more often and your cortisol is going to be higher. And to Kevin's point, you're going to be in the anxiety zone through and the way to figure this out is, is fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. I never used to know about the fourth one, which is fawn. Fight is a fight response of, okay, I have imposter syndrome. I'm going to figure out how to get better. And I'm going to fight that imposter syndrome. Flight is I'm going to avoid. I'm going to avoid even trying to do the podcast. Uh, freeze is I'm just going to stay put and nothing will go wrong which is another avoidance. And then the last one is fawn, which is I'm just going to appease. So if I, for example, with Kevin, when he said that he's allowing me to do certain things in the business, if I was feeling like an imposter or triggered, I might let him run the show because I'm too afraid to butt heads with him. And so that's fawning. It's just appeasing everyone in your environment. And so if you're spending your time in imposter syndrome and self-doubt, you're most likely spending a lot of your time in those four things. Usually, we have a big one or two. So, you're either fighting constantly or flighting constantly. Usually, there's someone who... Um, you're either a, a puffer fish or a turtle shell. And everyone out there viewing or listening to this, this, is not this is not unique to you. This is just common. You either shell up when you get scared... Or you ego up when you get scared. And neither one of them is really effective. Neither one of them is optimal.
2: A lot of my imposter syndrome comes from comparing. Are the two the same? And can I use these methods you talked about today to overcome comparison? Uh, Overcoming comparison,
1: I think, is probably the wrong idea. I think overcoming negative comparison is a bad thing. So we have something called... So, Emilia created it. So, I'm going to, it's called the C25 Evolve score. They have a company called Evolve Ventures. I want to give them credit. Emilia and I co created it and it was mostly her idea, though. I take my clients through this. It's really a growth rate. What's your, it's, it's, it tests you on 25 facets of your character and your personality to figure out how growth oriented you are from zero to 10. And Kevin and I took group coaching through this and you know, character is one of them. Consistency is one of them. Commitment is one of them. Charisma is one of them. All these different facets. And you rate yourself from zero to 10. But before you do that, you find a floor and a ceiling. So Kevin and group coaching did this live. And the ceiling was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because he's very charismatic and very consistent and very... Um, has a strong character from what we can tell. Things like that. So the ceiling is, is The Rock. And then the floor is someone... That, you know, has very little of these things, very not committed, very not consistent, very not courageous, that kind of thing. And so comparison is not a bad thing. It only becomes a bad thing when you're only comparing to the rock or you're only comparing to, you know, again, it comes down to the tennis analogy. If I play Serena Williams, I'm going to get crushed and think I suck at tennis. If I only play a four year old, I'm going to think I'm awesome at tennis. And then I'm going to play Serena Williams for a major wake up call. It's really important to understand that comparison is not the problem. Holistic comparison is a good thing for statistical understanding of where you fall. I think when it's not holistic, it becomes a problem because it either makes you delusional or it makes you self-doubt.
0: I just imagine the first person to ever do a painting, somebody on the inside of a cave somewhere, and they didn't have any other paintings to compare to, I bet you they weren't thinking, hey, I really hope whoever sees this believes I was a talented painter. So I would say very similar to what Alan said. It's You're you're either comparing. Comparison is a part of life. It just, I think it just is. When you're driving down the street, if you're looking at a house that you like, you're probably comparing it to the house next to it or the house you live in. Or the car or the podcast that you're listening to or the radio station or the song. I do believe life is a bunch of comparisons and as long as you don't allow that to stop you, it's not necessarily a bad thing. This is what I'll say really quickly. I remember when I first started boxing and I I started kickboxing. There was a punching bag in the corner of our gym that I used to go to. Alan, you, you used to go there with me and Matt used to go there and Bianca used to go there and Amy, you've been there with us back in the day. And I just wanted to go punch the punching bag and I wanted to kick it. And I was so afraid that I would get judged. I was so afraid that people would say, he's not a fighter. What is he doing? What is he doing? And one day I went in there and there was almost nobody in there. And I said, "You know what? I'm going to do that today." Why did I do it? Because there wasn't people there for me to compare to. I wasn't worried about what people were going to think. And I ended up doing, you know, that for a while. I had people come up to me and I had people say, "Wow, you're really good. You should be a fighter. You should come to our gym and train." That thing that scared me that I started doing when I knew there was no comparison other people started to compare themselves to me. And I get a lot of love for that. So that is very, very possible for you too. Yes. I, I it 100% goes hand in hand. Like Alan said, you got to know where the ceiling is and you got to know where the floor is and you have to start. You just have to start.
1: That was the last time. Usually, oh usually God, each goes. of us, just real quick. Yeah, yeah, each yeah. of us is usually in the habit of only focusing on the ceiling or only focusing on the floor. If you think you have inflated self-worth and delusion, you're most likely only comparing to people that are behind you in the journey. If you have deflated self-worth, it's usually because you're only comparing to people ahead of you.
0: When we got back from that Brandon Burchard event, the reason Alan was burning down is because he saw the ceiling. The reason I was I had such an ego, like, do you even know who I am and where I was last (laughs) week? The reason I had such an ego is because I thought I was the floor. And in that room, I realized I wasn't. That was an empowering thing for me. That was a humbling thing for Alan. That actually brought us closer together because we got to see what each end of the drive to five was like where we don't live. And unfortunately, I went back and and Alan...
1: got confident. I thought I was the ceiling. You thought you were the floor. We were both wrong.
0: We were both wrong, which is (laughs) now empowering. So I'm very happy about that. Next level nation. If you are watching this, you obviously want more. You want better. You want to get to the next level of your life. And maybe you don't want to do it alone. You've probably tried. Maybe your friends don't support you. Your family doesn't support you. You just don't feel like you fit in. Our sixth round of group coaching is starting April 19th. It is live on our website, nextleveluniverse.com. Click group coaching. It'll take you there. We have a bunch of different um, payment plans that we can do too. If, if you're tight on money, we want to make sure that we're giving everybody the opportunity to grow. That is our goal. So we will put that in the show notes of this episode. And if you are watching this live, nextleveluniverse.com, click group coaching. You'll see uh, chunky Allen and chunky Kevin on the group <laughs> coaching video.
1: Yeah. The video was in the middle of the winter yeah. in the middle of a heavy, wrong bulk. move, wrong, wrong move. move. we got to re- re-record that now. Mm-hmm. So we already sold 20 tickets to Next Level Live. That means there's only 30 available. March 26th, Dr. Tara McCarthy, Kevin Palmieri, myself, and the one and only Tori Aletto will be headlining half a day full immersion event. Continental Breakfast is included. It's only $97. Grab two tickets, grab a friend, and let's do this thing. It's an opportunity to fear chase. It's an opportunity to get the plus, equal to, and minus. Everyone in this room is going to support you so that you can be the best version of yourself. Yes, there will be some people ahead of you in the journey financially or health or in their relationship yes there will be some people behind you in the journey and then there will be some people on the same level as you in terms of the journey and intrinsically all of us are equal anyway so just please come to this room understand that it's going to change your life and we've done three other events that we've had multiple people say that changed my trajectory forever my life will never be the same this will be that for you
0: Last thing, a little unscheduled gratitude. I had a moment when we were doing this where I was like, how cool is it that we get to do this every day for a job and we have people watching us? So, and the reason I'm bringing this up, throughout this entire journey, especially in the beginning, I have dealt with imposter syndrome. I still deal with low belief some days, even though it seems like I have it all figured out or I'm successful or I'm confident, whatever it may be. You're not the only one who struggles with it and you aren't unable to be successful because of it. There are a bunch of people out there right now who are very successful, who seem like they have it all together, who still deal with this. Maybe I'm one of those people. So I wanted to share that because if we didn't continue going, I wouldn't be here doing this with you. We wouldn't know as many amazing people as we do. We wouldn't be, you know, a top 100 podcast or any of those things. So yes, if you have imposter syndrome, it, will it be difficult? Sure. Will it be more difficult? Maybe. But it also will create the opportunity for you to grow at an exponential rate. It'll give you extra Y power. You'll prep more than other people, and you'll be more consistent than other people because you have something to show. I don't know what this means. Next Level (laughs) Nation, as always, thank you so much for allowing us to do this. We love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. Please reach out. Bye.